You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. And Brother Davis is sick as well. And so be in prayer for Brother Stephen Davis. He's not feeling good. And so anyway, thank you for that special. That was a blessing. All right, keep your Bibles out here, Luke chapter 2. And let me, let me say this while I was out on Sunday, uh, just very thankful. Uh, our church is just a blessing. Uh, here on Sunday, Saturday night, I got sick and wasn't, didn't think there was any, anything wrong. And all of a sudden, I got hit with a flu bug or something. And so uh, Saturday night, 1130, uh, I think it was about 1140, I sent Brother David and Brother uh, Jordan a text saying, uh, you guys have got the services tomorrow. And so uh, anyway, it was just a blessing. Everything just kept on going. And that's how it ought to be. And we just have a wonderful team on our staff. We've got just faithful people being right in their places. And, and that's just, it's such a blessing to be able to see uh, God's work just keep on moving and going forward. And, and thank you all for your faithfulness. Uh, but we definitely are blessed with the team that God has given to us. And I don't take that lightly. And so uh, it was different being on that side of the monitor. Uh, for sure, and we were sitting in the living room and watching the, the TV and for the services, and when it came time for singing Sunday morning, I was listening to the message. Uh, I was there for both of them watching the services, but Sunday morning, I was sort of humming along with the special or with the congregational. Mrs. Brown, she would sing, and then she'd stop a little bit, and then she'd sing. Uh, it is, there is definitely a disconnect when it comes time to sing, how many of you really sing out at home like you did just a few minutes ago when we were singing? Brother Franklin is it. All right. Brother Franklin, go ahead and come on up. We're going to have you sing a special. <laughs> uh, and, you know, there, it just, there was such a disconnect trying to sing along with the TV. But being in God's house and singing, man, that's a, that's a blessing. And if, you are, if you're stuck and you're not able to be in, uh, in God's house and that's, that's the venue that you're utilizing, uh, it's, it's definitely different and trying to sing along. So I was humming along uh, with the songs, but it just was different to, to just sing looking at a TV uh, verse singing with your brothers and sisters in Christ uh, in church. Uh, but definitely just having that ability to sing and to hear each other sing uh, definitely just brings worship. And that's, that's a blessing. All right, Luke chapter 2, and very familiar passage. And this time of year, you sort of get used to expecting to hear messages uh, from Luke 2 and Matthew 1 and uh, just the stories of the incarnation, the announcement of the Savior. And, uh, and don't allow the, the message of Christmas to become boring. 
Don't, don't allow just because you know the story, and uh, maybe you can even quote, when our kids were younger, uh, every, all of them, they, they could all quote Luke 2. And when it would come time for uh, reading the Christmas story, uh, I would have the Bible out, and I would be reading, and I'd miss a word, and they would correct me. Uh, and so they, they could quote the whole chapter. And, you know, we may know a lot of the events that took place, but the heart of what God did for us, we should never lose. The fact that God loves us so much that He would come to man, that He would come down here to this earth. Just think, aren't you ready to be out of here? Why would He leave heaven to come here? But He did, and He did that for us. And that's something we don't want to lose sight of. God is so good uh, to us. And so here as we read this passage, uh, don't, don't get lost in the familiarity of it. Uh, just glory in the, the truths that are here. Luke chapter 2 and verse number 8. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger." And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. In this passage of scripture, we find the wonderful announcement that God became flesh. Uh, the wonderful announcement of what the Savior, uh, that the Savior has come and He has been born. And uh, what a wonderful proclamation that has been brought. And this angel of the Lord is sharing this good news with these shepherds. But in this announcement, everything was not great. Though there was an amazing proclamation... This, this whole event, not all of it, was an enjoyable time. We think about this story and everything about it is amazing. The appearance of the angel, that's amazing. The singing of the, the multitude of the heavenly host, that's, that's amazing. The proclamation of what was being given was amazing, but what preceded all of this wonderful thing, all of these announcements, was fear. Fear came first. Look back with me at verse number 8. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding uh, in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. Read that with me. And they were sore afraid. Read that again. And they were sore afraid. How many of you like to get scared? 
There, there are some that enjoy being scared. But this was not one of those events. You know, when somebody wants to get scared, they put themselves in a situation for that to take place. But here, these shepherds, they were minding their own business. They were going about their own responsibilities and doing, they were doing life. They were just dealing with the day in, day out responsibilities of living. They were taking care of their, she- their sheep. They were taking the necessary, they were doing the necessary work to provide for their family. They were just living life. And now all of a sudden, they are, they are accosted, if you would. It came out of nowhere. It wasn't, it wasn't requested. All of a sudden, now there's an event, and now these individuals are all afraid. So fear preceded the good tidings. Fear preceded the great joy. It, it preceded the personal connection with the, the announcement of a coming Savior. And fear preceded uh, the Christ and uh, the arrival of the awaited Messiah. Fear preceded uh, the sign uh, that was going to be given that they were going to find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes. The uh, laying those breadcrumbs, if you would, so they could follow to know exactly who was this Christ child uh, when they would go to look for him. But the appearance of the angel and the heavenly host, that was all preceded by fear. The angelic praise, glory to God in the highest, that was all preceded preceded by fear. Before the proclamation of peace on earth and goodwill to men, they were sore afraid. Fear came first. Fifteen times in the Bible we find the, the announcement or the phrase, fear not. Fifteen times in the New Testament. Seventy times in the Bible that little phrase is mentioned, fear not. Now in the New Testament when you look at fear not, nine times it was stated by the Lord Jesus Christ. Six of those times, it was mentioned by an angel. So the only time you find fear not, they came from, hev- they came from heaven. That proclamation was being given from the Lord or from an angelic being. Fear not. So this phrase is given, why? Because we're human. We fear. There are things that happen in life that bring fear to us. They, these these, these uh, shepherds, they didn't go looking for fear. It came to them. So fear is revealed in many ways and There are people who act as though they don't ever have any fear, but they're not being honest with themselves. Fear is a God-given emotion, and life brings events that cause this emotion 
called fear. And though fear is a common factor in life, we don't have to live in fear. And so tonight I'm going to preach to you on the subject, fear factor. Fear factor. And let's pray together. Father, I pray that you'd bless now in this time. And Lord, uh, in these days there are a lot of, lot of reasons why we could be fearful. And I do pray that you would help us, Lord, to take uh, some admonition that we see how you have given it to these, these shepherds. And through your word uh, in scripture, we see how that proclamation comes out over and over again of fear not. And I pray that you would help us to be able to uh, go through this journey of life and experience the, uh, the events that you have in our journey. And I pray that you would help us to respond in a manner that would be pleasing to you. So help us uh, as we deal with the different pressures that we face. For Christ's sake, we pray. Amen. So fear. Some people like to be uh, scared. Uh, there's a certain amount of adrenaline that comes out when, uh, when you are afraid. Uh, Halloween time comes around and what happens? You'll see the haunted houses will come out. The scary movies will all start getting put out and promoted. And, and people have a desire to be afraid. Isn't that crazy? Why would somebody want to pay uh, to, to get themselves scared? And, and so I remember when I was a youth pastor, we would take the teenagers, we'd go to the fair, and when we were at the fair, they would have a haunted house, and some of the kids would want to go into the haunted house, and so I would just wait on the outside, and they'd go through it, and uh, anyway, there was, uh, some of the teenagers had gone through, and uh, they're coming out, and I'm counting the kids, I, I know how many we had, and, and we were missing a couple of our teenage girls, and then a couple more came out, but one of the teenage girls did not come out. And I'm waiting, I'm waiting, and it's like, okay, you know, I waited probably about, about maybe 60 seconds after the last girl came out, and then the, the, there was still this other girl that had not come out, and so anyway, I go in, and I'm going in the out, and the workers are telling, oh, you can't go in here? Well, I went in, and so I'm going in, and, and I'm starting to walk back through, and there is one of our teenage girls on the ground, and she's got a couple guys that were workers inside that, uh, that haunted house that were trying to, they were continuing to scare her. She just went into fetal position, uh, and they were just, they kept on going, scaring her, and so anyway, uh, somehow they got knocked out of the way and she got up. I'm not quite sure what happened. It was real dark in there. Uh, but anyway, uh, I got her out. And, uh, but the whole event was she went in wanting to be afraid, wanting to be scared. And with that, they, they say that there are different, uh, with the adrenaline and the epinephrine that is released when uh, there is fear uh, that comes out. And there are people that are, are uh, more of a thrill seeker and they are uh, almost an adrenaline junkie. And they get a high from that, and so uh, people will put themselves in different positions. But according to uh, Henry Ford uh, Health Institute, it says when you are startled, your body responds by releasing adrenaline, also known as the body's stress hor hormone, epinephrine. 
And adrenaline is what allows your body to make those in-the-moment decisions to protect yourself. Uh, a family medicine doctor for Henry, uh, Henry Ford Health System stated that, and they said, this is called the fight-or-flight response. When you sense a threat, it is your body's natural reaction to physically or mentally uh, to fight off the threat or run away from it to protect yourself. And so fear, uh, we have a natural uh, instinct that God has given us to protect ourselves uh, in a time of fear. But fear isn't something that you can always fight physically. And there are fears that come that there isn't anything that you can do to change it. Such was the case with these shepherds. And when the, when the, uh, when the angels came and they started their announcement, these, angel, these shepherds were sore afraid. And the response here from the angel, uh, in verse number 10, and the angel said unto them, fear not. Fear not. See, the natural response is fear. The spiritual response is to fear not. Now, there are times in life where there are events that take place and that fear that comes, it is that adrenaline gives you the strength, the ability to, to fight off maybe an attack, to fight off uh, an enemy, intruder, uh, to be able to help protect yourself. But there are many many factors that affect how you might respond to fear. Uh, there, there are several things that they state that uh, how we respond to fear or what affects our, our fear. Uh, one of those is our past experiences. And your brain remembers what it felt like under certain uh, stimulus. And when another situation starts to arise and scenarios start to fall into place that is similar to something that you were fearful of before, everything comes right back to the top and you fear again. So that, that past experience, so your, your brain remembers what it feels like to be scared and anticipation of being scared again, uh, it just causes us to become a little bit more uh, sensitive or anxious about those events that could lead up to that actual time of fear. I remember when I was a child, uh, I was between five and seven, uh, and there was a there was a couple years that that I had a nightmare that was re recurring, and I couldn't get rid of it. It was over and over and over. It was so vivid, I could walk you through the the entire event, and it was something that uh, that just kept on replaying itself in my mind. And uh, that did not go away until we moved out of that house. And there was nothing ever happened. It was just a nightmare. But it was something that there was, it was just replayed over and over again. And so uh, even in the daytime, if I saw something that was a part of that nightmare, it would bring that entire thing right back to the forefront of my mind. Uh, and so that was something that was uh, over and over, and it took, took quite a while before uh, it went away. Uh, but our past is something that is a factor on how we deal with fear. Our personality 
is part of how we deal with fear. The thrill seekers, they put themselves in situations that would be fearful to many other people. And, and they, they, they end up with that danger, it brings about a sense of satisfaction. Uh, maybe it's rock climbing, repelling, jumping out of a plane. Uh, there are a lot of things that people can do uh, that, that you can see that would, uh, bring, uh, some, it would bring some fear. And so uh, different, different people's personality, one person would get a, uh, an excitement about doing something that was dangerous, and another person whose personality is different, they wouldn't want anything to do with it because it was dangerous. And so our personalities also have an impact on what is fearful to us and what is not. Uh, so uh, our peers affect how we respond to fear. If you are a person who is surrounded by individuals that are very anxious, you will find yourself being a little bit more uptight. And situations will get, you would be, be apt to become afraid a little bit sooner if somebody else was afraid. Uh, I've told you the story before about uh, how when we, my mom and dad got married and uh, dad took us out camping. Uh, first time we went camping and we went out into the middle of the Olympic mountains and we were uh, camping and sleeping in this. Uh, mom and dad were in a tent and us kids were in the back of a little Ford Courier with a canopy over it. And uh, it, was, it was pitch black. You couldn't see anything. And my brother woke up, and he sat up in the canopy. Not only was there a canopy of trees, he had a canopy over the top of him, and there were no lights, and he woke up, and he started screaming, I'm blind, I'm blind. And uh, I woke up, and I opened my eyes, and I couldn't see. And what did I do? I responded in my fear to his fear. And what did I start screaming? I'm blind too, I'm blind too. My sister just woke up screaming, so uh, she was just crying. She had no, no reason why she was crying, and I've sort of learned that that's the case with ladies. You don't really even need a reason. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, but there was a response. One person's fear uh, spread and created fear in somebody else as well, and sometimes that's the case. But if you are around individuals that are not fearful, and they bring a sense of security and calm, events don't affect you quite as much. You see, our peers affect how we respond to fear. I remember when I was younger, if my brother was with me, I was afraid of nobody because he was a lot bigger than everybody else I knew. And I just felt like he could take care of anybody, so it wasn't a problem. Uh, but when I wasn't with him, all of a sudden it was a different ballgame. Uh, so uh, here, your peers, they affect the presentation, the types of fear. There are fears that come that we know are not real. You're watching a movie. These events may be something that look real, but in your mind, you know it's just a movie. And it will bring a certain amount of fear, but it would be completely different 
if it was a real event. And our minds have the ability to separate the illusion from the reality. And these are all different ways that we respond to these things called fear. Now, with that though, we all deal with fear to some level. So what are some fear factors, some triggers, if you would, for fear in our life? So let's look at it here as we look at uh, some of these passages here out of Luke. Uh, First of all, I want you to see the fear of the unexpected. The fear of the unexpected. There There are fears that will come to us when unexpected things happen, when we are not prepared. Uh, don't you like to be prepared for what's going on? Don't you like to be able to, to know what's about to take place? And it doesn't bother you. If you watched a scary movie uh, and the first time you were afraid, and the second time you're watching that same movie, uh, you're not going to be uh, as afraid as you were the first time because you know what's coming. The unexpected uh, brings fear. So look with me uh, at Luke chapter Uh, or in Luke chapter number 1, look with me at verse number 30. What do we find? We find the angel Gabriel coming, and in in, uh, this passage, we find Gabriel coming uh, to Zacharias. And and what do we, or to, uh, uh, Gabriel comes to Mary in Luke 1, and gives the news uh, that uh, uh, Mary was going to bear the Christ child, uh, Luke chapter 1 and verse 30. The Bible says, and he said unto her, fear not, Uh, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. So here, Mary was encountered with the unexpected, and her response was fear. You say, well, how do we know? Because the angel had to tell her to fear not. So obviously, she was fearful. Otherwise, she would not, they would not have had to say, don't fear, fear not. So uh, this this event, uh, this unexpected event brought fear to her. She did not know that this was going to take place. Uh, Matthew, uh, take your Bibles, go to Matthew chapter 1. And in this passage of Scripture, we find how the angel comes and speaks to Joseph and tells him uh, that what is going to take place. And, and, and uh, if you and I were in that situation and an angel shows up, physically, where we could see and hear them, we would be fearful as well. Uh, So Matthew chapter 1 and verse number 18, the Bible says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, was not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. What do we have? We have another event. Now you have Joseph who is being warned of the the angel to not to fear to move forward in a a situation in his life. Uh, Here, his betrothed is expecting, and he knew 
that it was not him. And so with that, of course, that, that brought a lot of consternation in his mind and in his heart. And he was trying to navigate through all those emotions and the feelings of betrayal, if you would. And the Lord comes to him and says, listen, uh, don't fear to move forward here. Don't fear to take this step because uh, what is going on is a is God's working in this situation. And, and the unexpected brings fear. When something happens that is absolutely out of your control, and Joseph here, uh, I, I can't imagine uh, what it would have been like uh, to be engaged to a lady and here uh, to all of a sudden finding out that she is expecting, and that would have brought a lot of a lot of hurt and a lot of uh, of different emotions, but. But whether or not to move forward and to get married or to put away, put her away, and that's what he was dealing with, uh, to divorce, if you would, and, and the emotions there. But the angel says, no, uh, God has a plan here. Don't be afraid to follow my plan. The unexpected, it brings fear. Uh, Luke chapter 1, look at verse number 13. Back in Luke chapter 1, in verse 13, we find uh, the announcement uh, that uh, John, John the Baptist is going to be born. In uh, Luke chapter 1 and verse number 13. In Luke chapter 1 and verse number 13, uh, the Bible says, But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. So here again, we just keep finding the, un the unexpected is taking place, and it brings fear, and life brings surprises. And some of the un unexpected things in life that bring fear originally, all of a sudden we can see how God in His sovereignty was weaving a work that one day would look beautiful. And that's where we are seeing here in this, uh, these passages of Scripture. The life brings surprises. Uh, and here the angel uh, and the shepherds were there. And, and this announcement uh, that the Savior was born. But he had to tell these shepherds to fear not. Now, uh, Mrs. Brown, she hates to be scared. Hates. Brother Coates when she was a little girl, he always scared her. She hates to be scared. And he would enjoy it, and she does not like it. And so uh, when we first got married, uh, I, was, I was working a couple jobs, and I got off work, and I wasn't supposed to be off. And we were living in a little one-bedroom apartment, and uh, you'd walk in the, uh, the entryway, and you walked in, you opened the door, and then there was a hallway that you walked into, and it, one side went towards the bedrooms, and the other side went to the living room and the kitchen. And I get home, and I wasn't thinking anything about it, put the key in the door, I walk in, and I could hear back in the bedroom, and I recognize she doesn't know I'm home. And all of a sudden, just the evil in me, I guess, came out. And I shut that door quietly, and I just stood in that little alcove. And she comes by, and she's going back into the living room, and she clears right in front of that alcove. And I'm standing. I don't jump out at her. I didn't grab her. 
but I was standing there, and I terrified her. Here we were, I mean, we were kids when we got married. She dropped fetal position, and I recognized this is not good. You are in trouble. And she went from, from fright to fight. And that redhead, all of a sudden, she went from being afraid to mad. And it was, it was on at that point right there. She does not like to be scared. And, and here these, these responses, we all respond differently uh, to being afraid. But, but the situations that come in our life, they may be unexpected, but they were not unexpected with God. Do we believe that? Do, do we believe it? Do we believe that there isn't anything that comes into our life that God didn't know was coming? Do we know it act academically or do we believe it? Because when we really grab a hold of the fact that God knew, God knows, it brings a different feel to that fear. Because when I know that though it may be out of my control, it's not out of God's control. Though it may be unexpected to me and it brings fear, it was not unexpected to God. And we can have faith in that. And you say, Pastor, what should we do when the unexpected comes? We need to listen to what the angel proclaimed. Fear. Fear not. Fear not. God knows. God knows what is taking place. So what are, are some fear factors? Number one, the fear of the unexpected. Uh, number two, the fear of the unknown. The fear of the un unknown. There are things that just come up, but there are some things that we just don't know. We have no idea of where something's going. Hasn't that been 2020? Just the unknown. The, the numbers change. The situations change. The symptoms change. When I started getting, feeling sick on, on Saturday night, I thought, uh-oh, am I getting it? And then I, I went back through some of the symptoms. I started thinking, oh, nausea is no longer one of the symptoms. Now, if you go back eight months, nausea and vomiting was one of the symptoms. But now that has changed. The unknown, it just brings all kinds of fear. So, who are some people that, that dealt with the unknown? I think there was a young man by the name of Joseph that had a whole lot of unknowns in his life. Yet, the unknowns in Joseph's life did not handcuff him. The unknowns in Joseph's life, all of the, uh, the, the dreams that he had, they were, they were still unknown. 
the responses to those, the hatred from his brothers, uh, being sold uh, to the Midianites and uh, being or the Ishmaelites, and then being taken into Egypt, and all of the different situations. And uh, Joseph experienced so many unknowns in his life. There, there would have been no way to chart his life. All of the things that kept on happening to him. It was all unknown. And the unknowns bring fear. But faith fights our fear. And Joseph was a young man who had great faith. And his faith in the sovereignty of the Almighty allowed him to navigate through all of these fears that he was facing in his life. And he was able to get through it. And Joseph, when we look at his testimony, we look at how he, he, he followed the Lord, what does that do to us? That, that helps us to understand that if he can do it, so can I. If he can deal with the great pressures that he had, I can deal with the small pressures that I have. The fear, the fear of the unknown. Daniel was another individual in Scripture who dealt with a lot of unknowns. His country was ripped apart. It was overrun by a heathen country. They were taken away uh, uh, by, uh, his city was destroyed, his homes, uh, the women of his city were ravished, and the men were killed, and, and he was taken away as a slave, the Bible tells us. And though we look at the end of his life and we see how there were some wonderful things, there were a lot of terrible things that, that Daniel experienced. And what was that? The unknown. We, we make it out as if these individuals were superhumans. As though they didn't have the same emotions that we have. But they did. But what was the difference? They allowed their faith to overcome their fear. Fear not. So the fear of the unknown, Joseph and Daniel, uh, think about the three Hebrew boys. I can't see that clock back there. Is that right? Oh my goodness. All right, I got to hurry. Uh, but the fear of the unknown. Uh, but I think about the three Hebrew boys and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And, and you can read the story in Daniel chapter 3, verses uh, 14 to 18. But what do we find? We find these young men faced by the fury of, their, of a king, uh, of Nebuchadnezzar. They were facing a fiery furnace. Uh, their future was unknown. And all of this would bring about great fear in their lives. Uh, but what happened? Their faith conquered their fear. And they feared not. Their response was not a response of fear. Their response was a response of faith. You know, in life, every child, every teenager, every lady, every man, there are, un there are unknowns that we face. And if we allow our minds to focus on the unknown, it just breeds fear. But we allow our minds to focus on the sovereignty 
the loving God that we have, who we celebrate His coming in this time of the year, and we think about the great love that God would have for us. He, there are no unknowns with God. Someone made, someone made the statement, has it ever occurred to you that nothing has ever occurred to God? That's a pretty amazing statement. It's one of those that just help us when we, we start to find ourselves reaching out after all the unknowns and the what-ifs. We can create a hole, we can dig a hole for ourselves emotionally that we cannot get out of, and fear can conquer us if we'll allow it. Uh, but this factor of fear, this fear factor, uh, the fear of the unknown, uh, our faith can conquer it, but it'll only conquer it when we focus on our God. In Matthew 14, we find how the disciples, the Lord had sent them out on a boat. And we, the storms come and then the Lord decides to walk out on that water. What happens? They think it's a spirit. And the Lord said, no, fear not, it is I. Be not afraid. Peter, I mean, of all the guys, opens his mouth. Lord, if it's you, bid me come. Man, he's got guts. He was the one, he's the fear, he's the thrill seeker right there. But here Peter's like, Lord, if that's you, I want out there. You see, the focus on the Lord removes the fears. We take our eyes off the Lord, we start to sink. And that is seen in that passage. So the fear of the unexpected, uh, the fear of the unknown. Thirdly, the fear of of the unrealized. The fear of the unrealized. The fear of what could have been. Life has disappointments, doesn't it? There are things that take place that it's not quite how we envisioned life coming together. There are fears that come from what could have been. Fears of what should have been. Maybe life hasn't worked out like you imagined it should have. Divorce was never a part of that dream. Child custody courts, they were not in the cards that you would have dealt yourself. Friendships gone awry. Career expectations that never materialized. People who you had faith in that failed you. There's disappointment. There's heartbreak. Dreams of children, grandchildren. Dreams of growing old together. Deb and I, we got married as we've said as kids and we got young we got married young enough that if we live long enough we will we will be old we're not quite there except for in brother jordan's mind and so uh but you know we we got married young enough that i mean our kids before we were 40 they were already out of high school and 
that was, that was pretty amazing. It's like, okay, we've got life to live. Shoo. Well, you know, in life, everything doesn't work out how we imagined it was going to. Maybe there's a spouse who has passed away, as there are some that are here tonight. That's been the case. It wasn't in the dreams. Maybe a parent, a child, loved ones that have passed on, friends who have moved away, and now there's a missing component. And the fears come when all of a sudden the unrealized is now a reality. We can focus on what we don't have or we can focus on what we do have. It really is a choice. I'm not saying that there isn't hurt. I was looking at pictures of Pops today. They're still hurt. This time of the year, we're coming up on this artist's passing. You know, life brings hurt. And there can be fears of what will not be or what now. But we have to determine how is it that we are going to get past some of the struggles that we face. And here when we look at those that responded according to God's working, we see that their faith was what was lifted up and not their fear. They didn't magnify their fear. You see, in Jesus' earthly ministry, it lasted for about three and a half years. These disciples, they grew, they matured, they experienced all that the Lord had for them during this phase. And just a few days prior to the crucifixion, what do we find? We find the triumphant entry of Christ into Jerusalem. And here they're thinking, okay, he's going to become king and we're going to rule and reign with him. And now all of a sudden those crowds come. And all of a sudden, the conspiracy grows and the collusion and the corruption and the cruelty and then a crucifixion. And none of this to them was expected. Fear was their foe. And in John chapter 20, we find how they retreated together on a Sunday night. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and saith unto them, Peace be unto you. Peace be unto you. And when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus unto them again, Peace be unto you. As my Father hath sent me, even so send I you. You see, 
Here, the response could have been a response of fear or it could have been a response of faith. And you know, you and I, though there are things that we are going to face that are unexpected, fear is going to be that initial response, but it doesn't have to be where we stay. The angel said, fear not. The fear of the unknown can come to us. And there will be things that are going to, we just don't know what to do next. We don't know what the next answer is. The fear of the unknown. Or we can take that same admonition, fear not. The fear of the unrealized. These are all fear factors. And when we recognize the reality of them in our own lives, we can help pre-plan our responses before the issues arise so we respond right fear factor we can we can take the fears that come and just allow them to drive us or we can stop and look heavenward and recognize that God isn't afraid of any of it. And he knows exactly what's coming next. And he knows what's in our future. And he, has, he will not miss a beat on anything that needs to be done. So let's respond not in fear. Let's respond in faith. Father, I pray that you'd help us. Lord, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for being a God that knows all the pressures, the problems that we face and I pray that you'd help us, Lord, in these days, these 2020 days, so many unknowns that are facing us. I pray that you would help us, Lord, to just fix our eyes upon you. And I pray that you would help our faith to be strengthened and may it grow. Heads bowed. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc, the number four, me.org. May God bless you.